now on the Chris Smith Show Open House. I told you it was a flat-out hour. We've been here, there and everywhere and now under real estate. The 2022 property market is about to move into full swing this month, even though it is still early in the year. There are some interesting trends already forming, and I thought we'd have a chat to our regular contributor to our open house segment from Harris Partners, Peter O'Malley, about what we can expect this year and how the year is looking. He's just walked into the studio. Good morning. Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Chris. Good morning to you. I always say Happy New Year, but it's always happy for you when the property market is flying like it did last year. Now, there was a bit of a tapering off occurring at the back end of last year, though, right? Post-lockdown and when the retail banks uh, popped those interest rates up, there was a bit of buyer fatigue and it backed off. Um, But interestingly, and I can't say I was expecting this, the market has started on the front foot. Probably the strongest January that we've seen for quite some time. And January is not a time you would consider buying or selling. Normally. Normally, that's right. There was a little bit of leftover stock from 2021, and that was still on the market uh, as we came into January across most marketplaces, and I think it's nearly all been mopped up. Uh Inspection numbers have been good, particularly for houses, Chris. See, this is interesting because we're all saying, oh, we're in this semi-lockdown scenario, self-lockdown where people are just staying home and the CBD is dead and all that sort of stuff. All of that is right, but when it comes to buying a home, they're prepared to get out and look. Correct. And people are entertaining more in their homes, so they're chasing space. So both in the sales market and the rental markets, we're seeing houses comfortably outperform apartments. You predicted this um, sometime towards the end of last year when you were here, that apartments would not follow the same trend as homes. Um, And one of the reasons has got to be that we really haven't allowed the full onslaught of students, um, backpackers, foreign workers into the country yet. That's right. We've under, we're at the back end of a construction boom over the last 10 years in residential apartments. So we are now dealing with oversupply, both from sales and rental perspective. And then add to that, COVID has forced people, as I say, to re- rehouse themselves from apartments into housing. Into housing and wanting a little bit more space. Yes. See, that's interesting. We've, we've had this transition. I spoke to Bernard Salt, the demographer, about this, and he says that people have realised that their home is more than the castle. It's their office. Um, it's their entertaining place, and they want to be able to do all of that and rely on being able to stay at home for a longer period of time. Excellent point. That's the other contributing factor I didn't mention is the work from home. So it is becoming our workplace as well as, as, well as our entertaining space and living space. Okay. So what do you expect the market to do? So firstly, let's start with February, March. What What is it looking like um, this season coming up? Surprisingly, stock levels are about the same as this time last year, Chris, but there's 30% more auctions scheduled for houses this year. 30% so, more? Yeah, that's right. So vendors seem more comfortable with the auction process this year than they did this time last year. The auction clearance rate last weekend, which was the first weekend of the year where we could get a proper reading, was 50 for all dwellings, but the majority of failures in that was in the apartment market. So I think we'll see, uh, well, we're definitely going to see more auctions to kick this year off than last year, but we will not see the frenzied boom to open the year that we saw in 2021. One of the reasons last year was such a frenzied price boom was the fact that there was, the stock was low. Stock was low, interest rates were low, you could get a mortgage below 2% 
for yeah. big chunks of last year. And at this time last year, there was a recognition that we could live with the virus and people were looking at mortgage rates in their current housing arrangement and saying this is as good a time as any to upgrade or get into the market. So how has the stock, how will the stock uh quantity change in 2022? I think we'll see uh, higher stock levels in 2022. We're already seeing a flight to quality. So the A-grade properties that we've got listed, we have no challenges in selling them or or no challenges in marketing them. Big numbers inquire, big numbers turn up for the inspections. Okay, I've got a lot more to ask about. I've got to go to a break. We'll come back to Peter O'Malley in just a second. And by the way, if you've got a question for Peter, not necessarily on a particular property, because then, you know, it's a great conversation between you and Peter, but everyone else is left out of it. If you've got a question about the market and you want to ask Peter, go right ahead on the open line, one three one eight seven three. Just a little bit of an aside, nothing to do with real estate, but I did notice that uh, the Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, was scheduled to appear on the ABC's Insiders program tomorrow. Gee, wouldn't they have had fun with Barnaby? Um, he's apparently not appearing on the insiders anymore. I wonder whether, now that he's done the press conference this morning at 9 o'clock, I wonder whether that's where he wants to leave it and he won't make himself available. Well, he's on Sunrise, I think, on Mondays. So is he going to pull out of that as well? You can't run for these from these things um, because they're always going to come back and be fresh issues when no one has spoken about them. So it'll be interesting to see what he does about that commitment tomorrow as well. Back to real estate. If you've got a question for Peter O'Malley, jump in. Some free real estate advice, One three one eight seven three. buying and selling. Now, you mentioned there just before we went to the break about quality real estate. What, what do you mean? People, people are choosing quality over um, badly positioned real estate? or ha- Just define that for me. Yeah, last last year, Chris, everything boomed and everything rose in price in unison. This year, buyers are more selective as to what they'll bid strongly on and what the bidding competition will get the most fierce on. And it uh, tends to be unrenovated, superbly presented homes. I think the focus is a little bit back more on the vendor to get their property to the market in good condition without any blemishes because uh, whilst there's plenty of buyers in the marketplace, they are more selective and careful than what they were last year. Busy roads, near intersections, next to pubs, unlivable, unrenovated properties, they don't seem to be performing as well as well-presented homes. Not interested in that. And what about renovations? We had this renovation boom in the last two years, primarily because of... I think COVID-19, where will renovations go? And what are you feeling about people being prepared to renovate? Uh, I'm not seeing it out there at the moment like I have in previous markets, Chris. I think if you go to the supply line crisis, inflation, uh, those sorts of things, horror stories about $500,000 renovations turning into $800,000 renovations, Mm -hmm. I think there's some trepidation there. Unrenovated properties tend to be being absorbed by Flippers, builders, developers right. who can renovate at a cheaper cost than someone could out of the uh, yellow pages, so to speak. Right. So those who have their own building license, for instance, and have mates in the trade and can get things done and then flip it over and move on to the next one. To buy a fully priced property, pay retail prices for the renovation and then try and be sitting on a profit at the end is just too hard at the moment. Right. There's some information, good information for our listeners as well. Paul's got a question for you, Peter. Go ahead, Paul. Oh, good day, guys. I really enjoy the show. It's a great thing you're doing. Thanks. Um, 
I just went in recently. I just went at 10 o'clock this morning look at a property at Narrabeen. It's a one-bedder, top floor, about four floors. And I asked the real estate agent, what's the price guide or what's the vendor looking to sell the um, the property for? And he said, oh, around 7.30. Now, I'm just wondering, does that mean, look, they'll accept offers or how do you gauge um, what it'll actually sell for or, more importantly, what would actually buy the place? Uh, Paul, is the property going to auction? Well, the campaign's auctioned to be, uh, yes, on the 26th of Feb, but he also mentioned that they are, you know, taking offers. So that's my, um, that's my sort of question. How do they, how do they run that? Uh, look, it is messy. I wrote an article about this this week. I call it one campaign, two deadlines, where there's an auction deadline, but the agent's openly saying, I'm prepared to sell it beforehand. And as a buyer, you're quite right to say, well, what's the price and when is it going to be sold? Uh, let's just yes. cut, cut across to if it's an auction property. Um, the the seven, 730 guide is probably the bare minimum that the property will sell for or be, be even close to selling for. I think you should expect it to go through 800 um, if it's in Narrabeen. That's what I would say. Um, and if you don't want to bid at the auction because you don't have a budget of around 800, make your best offer before the auction and say, I won't be attending on the day. That's what I'll pay for the for the apartment here and now. And if that doesn't work, let's just m- both move on. That's a good strategy, yeah. Paul. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Look, I, uh, I'm, it's like buying a car, and you put, you know, forty-two thousand on it. But what would you actually take for it? Or would you take thirty-five or forty? And I've seen, I've dealt and bought and sold um, properties, and I had a property at Marnevale, and and you know, I set a reserve for three point two million, and it sold, end up selling uh, for two point seven five. Um, so it seems that when I sell a property, they all go for unders, and these real estate agents claim record property price through 200000 above the reserve. Blah, That's blah, Murphy's blah. Law right there, Paul. Yeah, I know, yeah. So, okay, well, I'm just going to put my best offer, the maximum I can afford to pay for it, and if it's enough, I suppose that's the game, isn't it? That's enough. That's exactly the way to play an auction property as a buyer. Yeah, and tell him you won't be turning up to the auction. Yeah, well, that's right. I'll just say, look, I've, I've got this offer. Put it to them and say, you know, you can cut yourself out of all the other rubbish and save everyone's time and money. And here's, here's 770. Would they take that? And that's about all I can probably do. Sometimes an agent will say 730 when they mean 850, and sometimes they'll mean 730 when they mean 730. So you just need to test it with what you're prepared to pay. And if you get the property, great. And if you don't, move on to the next opportunity. Good to get your call, Paul. Very good. And some interesting strategy there. I've only got 30 seconds left. What about interest rates? The RBA suggested they weren't in a rush to move in the first half of the year, and our advice at the start of the year was the first half of the year will be stronger than the second half of the year, Chris. Right. So I think we will see a modest correction in the second half of the year when rates do go up. As far back as November, maybe? Indeed, but it'll all come down to how inflation plays and whether they have their hand forced. You've got to remember that late last year, they were saying the next rate rise won't be until 2024. 24. Yes, exactly. How do you work this stuff out? Peter O'Malley, great to have you on uh, the program again and all the very best for 2022. You too. Thanks, Chris. Good on you. Peter O'Malley from Harris Partners.